0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Self-Made CEO podcast. I'm Adrian Finch. I just love you. Thanks for being here today. I hope you are all having a fantastic Wednesday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever you are listening to this podcast. I hope you're having an amazing day. Today we have such an awesome guest. He is someone that I have known for almost like 10 years now. Um, A very close friend of mine, David Oppenheim. He is an incredible athlete, first of all, but he also does so many more things and I've always resonated with his mindset, his discipline, his work ethic. So today we're gonna talk all about discipline and routine and how to be consistent and how to create these habits, be consistent with them. We're also going to talk about burnout because burnout happens to all of us. And he is someone who I feel like has pushed through every roadblock that has come his way, every piece of burnout, you know, period of time that he's been burnt out. He has just pushed right through and I've been so impressed with it. So he's going to give us his top Secret, super helpful hacks and tips for kind of how to manage burnout and how to keep going. And then, lastly, we're going to talk a lot about having toxic people in your life, toxic relationships, and how to rid yourself of these toxic relationships, how to quite literally tell someone, you know, you're not, you're no longer serving me, this is not good for me anymore, how to actually handle that, and also how to identify that you maybe need to do that. So, these are all really awesome, cool topics, and just I felt. I feel very inspired. I feel, you know, we just talked about all of this. I feel really good. I know you guys are going to feel good too. So stay tuned and we're going to roll the interview. My name is Adrian Finch and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life business happiness and success so what are you waiting for this is the self-made ceo podcast Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self Made CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Finch. Hello, David. Hey. How good are to be you? Here. I'm
1: good. How are you? Good I'm good.
0: Here. You were just saying before this, it is your second podcast ever. Yes. What's the first one?
1: Uh, I'm jealous. I, was, I didn't get there first. You did not. Uh, I was on a a poker player. Podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we were it was just one of what my were you good talking friends. about just like overall strategy like for poker yeah
0: bankroll management guys david is like a that. is a big shot poker player actually I wouldn't say that which right. is also funny because he shares a name with quite literally a really famous professional poker player
1: yeah don't you yeah hi, yeah he's like a you high stakes same... pro <laughs> high stakes pro from like the 90s and uh, yeah. He's like Did one you... of the top guys. It's like weird. And he also looks like he could be like my grumpy uncle that too. Is... <laughs> you should put an image. You should put like an image. Oh my image gosh. Tablet guys, keep the Instagram. Funny. I'll
0: do a comparison. Yeah.
1: No, it's, it's pretty good.
0: Well, okay. So
1: yeah.
0: uh, to give a little background, I brought David on this show. We have known each other for a very long time now. I think we met in 2011. No, well we met uh, maybe 2010, but, sure. um, and we always have really resonated on a lot of the same kind of just life principles and mindset and kind of the way that we communicate and and the way that we, I think, have relationships with people. We've always kind of been on the same wavelength with that, I feel. And I mean, you can always disagree, but I feel like that's pretty much we've been on the same wavelength. Um, And so I really we we catch up every now and then. And whenever we do it, we always get into these very awesome and interesting conversations about these types of things, about our relationships or about our friends or about our mindset and different issues. And, and it's it's always like really, I don't know, it just, we, we just start talking about it. It's like very natural. So I s- kept saying like, why are we not recording this? This should be on the podcast. We should be talking about this stuff here. And so to be honest, David and I could talk about a bajillion topics, but what I really wanted to kind of hone in on today is a big part of What I always have respected about you is your drive and discipline and routine and basically, to give you some context, and I'll have him give a little bit of his background, but I'm not just talking surface level discipline. I'm talking this guy, since I met him day in, day out, has been on this grind for baseball, for playing baseball. He's always been perfecting his craft going to practice doing batting this that like every day day in day out without hesitation for the last freaking 10 years and like to me that is so impressive because you were always so driven and passionate about that but I think that what a lot of people struggle with is sometimes they are driven and passionate about something, but it's hard to maintain that consistency and to actually every day for years and years work at it and perfect that craft. So what I respect so much about you is your work ethic in that regard. I always have. And I think we could all stand to get some tips from you today on all of that. So to start, so that people kind of know where we're coming from with this, you want to just give a little bit of your background in terms of basically the baseball situation from for your life i guess from the start
1: from like the way start. i mean just yeah just generally like yeah okay uh well me and adrian if hold on because you can edit this out i can talk straight to you right I'm, i don't have to like look over there okay um sorry just was making sure <laughs> yeah, before we're like 40 minutes deep for that <laughs> okay. you know okay sorry but, sorry um you're good so me and adrian went to the same high school and which is out in seattle uh i ended up going to pepperdine had a pretty good high school career traveled, did all the national circuits and stuff for baseball to be yes clear. for baseball yeah and uh ended up committing to Pepperdine U uh went there for a year didn't really work out uh they didn't think I was very good at the time so and I, by like, the I way s-
0: guys he, he won't say this David was really freaking good at baseball like he was literally the best like so good and I'm not just saying that because I'm biased like you really were and that's also what was part of this is like you worked so hard and you were actually at that level like you were the best in my opinion. Yeah.
1: um. So like I went to Pepperdine, didn't have that great of a year. Coaches told me like, we're going to bring some other guys in who I think are going to start over you, blah, 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 So I was forced to transfer out, uh, went to a junior college in California, the College of the Canyons in Valencia. Uh, was fortunate enough to meet like my hitting coach slash mentor there who I've been talking to pretty much every day for the last seven years. Wow. Um and then had a really, really good year, especially after I met him. I started struggling at the beginning and then towards the end, really tore it up. Uh, ended up getting an offer to go to USC. Went there for a couple years. Uh, ended up having a very good senior year. Uh, led the conference in a couple categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, was an All-American, et cetera. Uh, had some issues with the draft. Um, my mom wasn't doing well at the time. And with seniors, like they don't give you a lot of money because right. they, they want to you know get people your prime time to be
0: drafted is junior year and david had you were sick you got sick right i got sick my junior year yeah so it was like bad timing all around and i do want to also talk about that in a little is like i feel like you've hit certain roadblocks that Mm -hmm. are really out of your control and like really shitty ones and i also want to get into kind of like what was your mindset during those and how did you kind of like get past that because i think also a lot of people like sometimes hit roadblocks and really like they are life crippling or they you know it's really hard to move past it and i feel like you have always maintained this really steady mindset and like you've just kept going even through all that so i do yeah. want to talk about that in a second but keep
1: yeah going. I'll, I'll keep the rest of this pretty short but uh draft didn't work out end up getting drafted didn't sign uh And then I ended up being under contract for a year and a half where I couldn't sign nor could I go anywhere else. Uh, I ended up signing with an independent team uh, like the third weekend, ended up tearing my hamstring out for the year. Uh, The coaches re-signed me to come back for the same team. And... At the last like two months before I was supposed to leave, they'd completely changed management. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks in, like we had a meeting with our coaches, and you know, we didn't, we couldn't really see eye to eye on what they were doing, they what they wanted us to do, etc. Right. Et so we were pretty vocal about it. We were polite, yeah. but they just released all of us, yeah. and they brought their own guys in. So that's crazy. Uh, gonna give it another go. I've been working hard, etc. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's been a quite a. It's weird been a journey. Three years. Yeah. I
0: mean, even since the start, though, it's like I mean, I know you go into something like that not really knowing exactly the path. Same with the stuff that I do. It's like you don't really have this path like laid out. You have an idea of what the path will be, but you may go one way and then something happens and then you're like okay what am i gonna do so actually i would love to start with that i think um you know i know we only just briefly went over them but like i said you have hit a couple roadblocks that you didn't think would happen especially ones that were very unfair to you like not things that you could control and also things that felt i'm sure not fair and terrible right yeah what do you what how do you think that you, like, what was your mindset during those phases? And how did you, like, how did you pull out of that and just keep going regardless?
1: Well, one, you know, I, I think there's a couple things. One, like, just specific with baseball or like anything that I do, like the people who I'm around, who I learn from, I really trust what they have to mm-hmm. say. Right. So, and I know that they're going to keep it real with me and they're not going to, lie to me to like give me what i want to hear like even with like doggy who's like my number one guy like he's told me some things that like i did not want to hear but like what well like he thinks that i should have gone to uc irvine mm-hmm. first of all and then he thinks that you know part of the draft stuff was because i went to usc mm-hmm. and not irvine and he wanted me to use a different bat kind of see these finite details Do you, think, like, you know those
0: things when he's saying that stuff to you does that Resonate with you, or are you like, no, I did, I was okay, I did the right thing?
1: You know, I thought I'd anything that I do, I try to just be, you know, I try to make my best decision in the moment with right. humility to uh, reflect and, you know, be wrong and change things later on. Right. right. If I do think that I was wrong, uh, at the time I thought I was right. But at the same time, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Totally. You know, you, you, you don't know exactly what would have happened if you choose a you chose a different route. Right. But he has been right, you know, every single time about everything else. So right. my yeah. guess is he was probably gonna be right about this too. Mm. Okay. So, so you
0: said that the people that are around you, you trust what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And so did so that was one thing that helped you kind of like get over these roadblocks and just keep going anyway
1: yeah i mean you know the p- people around me have like a lot of belief in me and i know that they would tell me to not do it anymore if they didn't have any belief but what in if, me, right so here's my question so, okay
0: yeah. so this is interesting because i hear that but mm-hmm. then i do you ever feel like there was kind of this polarity where it's like what if someone what if they did say that would you have then given up like if people said dude give it up because also have you not ever heard that from anyone i feel like someone has had to tell you like dude just give yeah. it up
1: Right. Like not anyone with any credibility to me. Okay. So it's
0: the people that you care the most about.
1: Right. But, you know, I mean, whether it's going to be baseball or something else, like I truly believe in myself and like my work ethic and just staying Mm -hmm. consistent. And it's easy for me to stay positive where like I know I'm capable to do well in other areas Mm -hmm. of my life where it takes some of the pressure off baseball, for example. And, uh, you know, like,
0: do you think that you were always that way that you were always confident in your ability and you believed in yourself and you knew that you had the work ethic? Do you, do you think you always felt that confidence? Or do you think that you built that?
1: Uh, no, I definitely did not always have that. But like when I got to high school and like, I really started to ramp up that work ethic, Mm -hmm. um, I saw the results because I was never the most physically gifted or like the smartest person in school. But if like if I I knew that if I put my time into Mm -hmm. something, it sounds cliche. No, it's true. But like I I saw the result of like what hard work can do. So like anything that I, I put my time in, like I try to do my best at it. And I think the number one thing, too, is just efficiency and trying to block out the distractions and the negative talk, right? Oh my
0: gosh, we need to talk about all of this. Yeah,
1: so, but you know, if you're, you know, just stay on your grind and you don't necessarily have to see the whole staircase to take the first step, hey. right? So, Hey, like, I
0: posted on my Instagram, the self-made CEO Instagram, that exact quote. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, it's,
1: it's one of my favorite quotes, but yeah. you know, it, it. it's, I've been in different places in my life, you know, years past, everybody changes, everybody mm-hmm. grows and learns stuff, but.
0: So it was when you started really working hard and you saw results that you kind of had this aha, like, hey, okay, I'm confident because I'm confident that when I put in the work, I can do it. And that gave you, like, the confidence in your ability and you started believing in yourself way more and you started, like, believing because you, you saw it. You saw results, right? Exactly. Do you think that it would be hard for someone to kind of feel that way if they're not seeing these tangible results right away?
1: I mean – you know, trust within yourself has to come from within yourself. Yeah. Right. But, like, I will say that, like, you can make many goals. And, and I think for most people in anything that they want to do, like, they'll be able to achieve a certain kind of results through hard work and mm-hmm. discipline, right? I mean, you look at these guys that are at the top of their craft, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not at the top of my craft in anything yet, but I hope to be there. Right. But you look at these guys and, you know, they're not, like, superheroes. They're not robots. Like, they put in the work. Yeah. And they're very dis- – you know, all, of, all the people that I know that are at the top, they're almost – crazy to the point where they're so disciplined and it's like that's what they want to do yeah and and everything else is secondary and it can and it can look selfish sometimes but it you know all these guys are
0: but they know that they're doing that because they want to do that they want to see those results they want to achieve that goal or to master that craft so they're doing what they have to do relentlessly and especially
1: like at the top, like whether it's baseball or like poker or like anything, but just things that I know, like the competition is just so fierce at the yeah. top that you just have to just be diligent yeah. and fierce and competitive and almost not care about what people think too, right. you know? And that's something that I've had to work through, especially the last few years. Like it's just, you know, the people who I care about, I care about what they have to say and I care about what they think. But as far as the general population, I've tried to dial myself back yeah, and just be like, you of know, doesn't matter.
0: So you talked Sorry. about with this discipline, part of it being blocking out distractions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you, what distractions are you blocking out and how do you go about that? I feel like in this day and age, I know I suffer from this. We are constantly overstimulated with communication, texts, DMs, Instagram, like phone calls, like e- we're, billboards, commercials, like everything. There's just so much coming at us all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you quiet those distractions sometimes? and And also how do you not only like, first of all, how do you just quiet the distractions and what do you do what do you actually do to like make sure that those distractions aren't there
1: okay so like on a normal day like where i'm gonna go yeah. work out and you know you know when it's not like a game day uh i have a timer on my instagram so i, I limit it to 45 minutes and when i'm actually physically doing something like whether i'm at the gym or, or studying or playing or you mm-hmm. know, whatever my phone's off yeah done like see that know. is so impressive yeah teach me how
0: to do that because yeah. i feel I want to do that so bad. Mm-hmm. I feel this constant anxiety. And I think part of this is just the day and age that we live in, especially the in the workplace, work culture and and people expecting you to constantly be available and be online. For me, I work for myself and I work at home. So the fact that I still feel that way, like I still feel like people are expecting me to be online and be available, it baffles me because I'm like, wait, I have one job and it's my job it's my making youtube videos making my podcast why am i worried who am i worried about not answering right it's like this whole weird battle in my head where i'm afraid i'm going to miss something important but then i'm also like isn't this the most important doing sure. this so i actually have a really hard time like turning my phone on airplane mode while i'm editing or you know whatever else i don't and i don't know like do you have any advice for if people feel like it's really hard or they're they're nervous to do that
1: well, okay. So just about just specifically Instagram, right. You can, you can go to like the activity yeah, and it, it might not feel sometimes it's like, Oh, you know, I'm checking it for 10 minutes. I'm back on my grind, you know, yeah. 10 minutes back on my grind, whatever. But you can actually look at the activity. And if you're spending two and a half hours a day on Instagram, which sadly, like a lot of people yeah. are well, on especially that much. Like my right? job,
0: a lot of it is on Instagram too. Yeah,
1: It's a little different for you because yeah, you, you know, in general. But I'm saying in general, like yeah. the average person who they're not, Being compensated through Instagram, right? right? That you look at a two and a half hour day and that's, you know, 15 hours a week. Like, if you even just cut that in half, like, you're going to be so much more productive, right? I mean, that's 20, that's 30 hours a month, you know? And, and, and here's the things, you know, I don't advocate, like, you have to balance it out, right? You got to, you got to have sometimes, yeah, some fun, some distraction you know, if you're going to be on your grind serious the whole day, you're just going to drive yourself nuts. But like the way, you know, I call it damage control. Yeah. Right. Where, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have some days where I don't eat that great. Like, you know, it's the small wins and like, I'm very big on just being consistent Mm -hmm. with all the small things versus like, I'm, I'm, yeah. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to expect myself to like, You know, be in one place on the spectrum and then say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to be on the other end of the spectrum. It's just make progress and just mitigate it. You know?
0: I actually talked about that on one of my recent episodes, exactly that. That's, we set these huge, crazy expectations for ourselves and we set these huge, crazy goals. And like, there's nothing wrong with setting big goals. You should set big goals. The problem lies in the fact that when we set an unrealistic, not goal, but like daily, let's say, let's say you want to write a book. And I think I talked about this on the show. Say you wanted to write a book and you're like, but I I really want it to get done in a month because I just wanna like whip it out, I'm gonna focus on it, so I'm gonna write 10 pages a day. So what's gonna happen? There are gonna be days when you just don't write 10 pages, right? And Mm -hmm. instead of writing one, you're just gonna not write at all because you're like, well, I can't, okay, I'm not writing my 10 pages. And then that day is gonna turn into two days of not writing and then maybe you'll write for one day and you'll write 15 pages, but then you won't write again for four days. Meanwhile, if you instead had just been like, I'm just going to write one page every single day, then by the end of 30 days, you'd already have 30 pages. Like, I feel like people set too high of expectations for themselves instead of just showing up for the little things. The consistency, even same with the gym. It would be better to go to the gym for 15 minutes every single day for a year. You would get better results than working your butt off in the gym one day in a week and then maybe one day in two weeks and then like but going so hard like heavy weights everything you're not going to see results the same way you would if you did such little but you did it consistently over time agreed and that is something that i've really realized about myself too i'll be like Wow, I have this consulting business course that I need to finish. It's I have 4 weeks left. It's about 50 hours left. Mm-hmm. Adrian, just do an hour a day. It's not that hard. But what I find is even if I don't feel like I have time to do an hour, I don't even pull it out to do 20 minutes. I just do none of it. And that builds up and then the next day i don't end up doing and like that's what i'm realizing is just do what you can just show up even if it's 10 minutes even if it's five freaking like that's kind of pointless but it'll take that much time to log into your account but still anyway no i think that's that's that is the biggest thing that i feel like i've learned is just show up and be consistent
1: yeah sorry so yeah like like show up not just show up but like so for example like I think this is with anybody, right? You can look at what you have to do for the entirety of the whole day mm-hmm. and be really overwhelmed, yeah, right? And you just, again, it's just cliche, but like, I don't even want to say like be where your feet are because I think it's a little cliche. It's like, okay, yeah, you want to stay in the moment, but like or whatever, instead of looking at people the, know that
0: the whole entire day though, it's like just look at the task in front of you and exactly. finish it, yeah,
1: exactly. And it's like you know, once you're here, like you move on to the next thing, but you have to be like, you have to have intention. This is like one of the, the big things that I've talked about just with other people, not on like a yeah. podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. But you have to have an intention on like why you're doing something. And if you know your why of the, like why you are here, why you are doing this? Like, mm-hmm. even if it's hard for you to like, look at the entirety of the whole day and say like, Oh, I have all this stuff to do. It's like, well, why are you doing it? I think that's huge. And usually it's like, well, I want to be here because of Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z, right? So I actually think I think that's
0: huge. And that's something that I've been kind of preaching and also needing to do better myself, though, is actually thinking about and I did an episode about time batching, which is like basically a way to make your days and your weeks way more productive by like lumping things together and finishing, like start to finish, not, oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Just like do all the filming at once, do all the, and that's something like that's been helping me be a lot more productive. And when I took a look at my current schedule and I was looking at what am I doing with my time? Like sometimes I would work an entire day mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, a friend might be like, oh, like what'd you do today? And I would literally not know how to, answer. I'd be like, What did I do? Like, I was working all day. What did I even do? And it's those, it's that that makes me be like, okay, I need to reassess what am I doing and look at each little thing I'm doing and then ask why. Like, okay, well, I spent an hour um, editing this photo. Okay, why? Well, because I wanted a good picture on Instagram. Okay, but is that, could I have had someone else help me with that? Or could I have put this on a different day when I had a bigger priority or whatever it is? Like, I feel like. i'm sometimes not making the best use of my time especially with social things and with my phone and i'm impressed that you can just like turn your phone off because here's the thing we all can do it we can will ourselves to do it it's up to us to get rid of the anxiety or the voice in our head that's saying like oh you shouldn't miss like don't miss what if someone asks you a question well if someone's asking you to call them or a question they are basically telling you that their time is more valuable than yours yeah and so it's like If I can make the conscious decision to not worry about missing a text where someone might have a question for me because I'm prioritizing my own thing that I'm doing in the moment, my work, then everything changes. I think it's hard for me to get to that mindset.
1: Well, I mean, you talk about the little things, right? Let's say like just Instagram is an easy example. You see that you have three hours on your Instagram or anybody. Mm -hmm. Make it 245 tomorrow make it yeah, two 30 next week. little by little go just down. like very, very little. So it's mm-hmm. like not super painful. Right? I love that. The, the, the other thing is too, is, you know, and, and look to each their own. Like if, if you want to be somebody who is happy with their job and you go to work and, and that's, and you want to kind of do whatever else and you don't have a lot of hobbies, like fine, if that's for you, whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a lot of people that I know specifically that like they're really unhappy with their job, but then they don't have like a plan of action on like, okay, this is how I'm going to translate out. And then they go home and like, especially they'll watch a lot of TV or like a movie or, you know, whatever. And it's like movies, TV, they're always going to be there. Like if you're Mm -hmm. unhappy with a job that like works you to death, that if you like died tonight, that they would just replace you the next day. Like you have to either like, Really want to have some other hobbies and work on yourself um and have a plan of action but there's a lot of people that i do know that they're unhappy with their job but they won't like go out and make the change but they want something to change just like someone dropping down this guy and giving them a better job that they enjoy i actually want to
0: talk about that yeah but before we do that we're going to take a quick break we will be right back And we're back. Hello. (laughs) When we record these podcasts, we say we're going to take a break, but then obviously the ad is not playing in the studio. So I was expecting to take a full minute. Relaxing. And I'm like, nope, we're back at it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks guys for being here still. And also just thanks for coming along on this journey. This is so fun. You guys have been leaving some amazing feedback and I could not be happier. Thank you so much for everyone who tags me on stories on Instagram and in posts and just says, you know, that the podcast has been helping them. It means everything to me. It makes me, you know remember every single day why i'm doing this and i love it so thank you that's awesome but yeah you were just saying something that i was like wait wait now i forget what you just said but
1: uh it was about just like watching a lot of tv and then expecting something different to happen when you don't change your habits so i always tell
0: people like that my one of my i think my absolute biggest pet peeve is and don't get me wrong everyone needs to vent everyone needs to talk about things complain sometimes you have to it's healthy whatever so totally fine What bothers me more than anything in the entire world is this when people won't stop complaining about something that they can make a change in and won't do it. 100%. And like and here's the thing, too, like I have been I have fallen victim to that. Like there are certain things and I've talked about this in other episodes with strategies for how to create and build new habits when your body or your mind are resisting like the five second rule you know, next time, you know, you need to do something, you need to wake up, you need to go to the gym, but you just don't want to just count backwards from five and just go put your feet on the floor, put your shoes on and leave. And like, there are all these different strategies, but it's so, so fascinating that our brains have this weird dynamic where we know we want to change like, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to go to the gym. I want to do this. I want to wake up earlier. And when you're in that moment, you don't actually want to, but you do want to, you know what I mean? And that's, it's really hard for a lot of people, including myself. It took me a really long time to for example, the waking up earlier. Every time I would wake up late, I would hate the facts that I did. I would regret it. The whole day would be on the wrong foot. I'd be like, Ugh, why did I like waste so much time sleeping? And then the next morning I would do the same thing again. Like when that opportunity was there to actually make the change, would I do it? No. And that is one of the most fascinating things I think about the human mind is like we can will ourselves to do literally anything, but we don't most of the time, right? So what do you think also in terms of that? Like What is your advice for, because I've talked about this a lot on the show, different strategies for creating those new habits or doing those things that you don't want to. I did an episode called how I trick my mind into doing hard things. And, you know, I really have restructured how I view those things. Do you have any advice also for that? So for example, if you're like, okay, make three hours, two hours and 45 minutes, make it then two hours and 30. Like when you're actually in that moment, when you're like, oh, but I really want to be on Instagram. What is your mindset? If you want to do something, but you know, you shouldn't, or you chose to not because like you, you,
1: you want to do something but then you don't end up doing it you don't have the motivation to like make the change is that what you're yeah, saying like, I'm, say, I'm kind of unclear with like, the question for
0: you it comes very easily when you're like okay it's very clear that i want to make this change this is going to be good for me so therefore i'm going to do it and i feel like that's what how you've been like for mm-hmm. most of your life which is like okay i'm going to perfect baseball as a craft i don't care if some days are hard and stupid and some days are great and people are going to yell whatever you just still do it every right. single day right i'm saying so imagine if you one day had been like okay, you're maybe you're at the bottom of your skill and you're like, I'm going to work hard every single day because I want so badly to be the best professional baseball player in the world. Yeah. Imagine if that was your want and your desire, but imagine then like the next day when you wake up to be like, okay, I'm going to go put in my training. If your body, it was just like, or your mind was just like, oh man, that sounds kind of, uh, like it's going to be hard or whatever it is that maybe you're thinking. Like, cause I think people do that. They genuinely want it, but then yes. they're in the moment they're like, oh, but this kind of sounds terrible. What, what would you do in that situation? Well, something big that,
1: that I do just in general, it's two things. It's one, like the mini goal setting, right? So you, you you have something that's close for you to try to achieve and it has to be internal somewhat too. But if you find, if you get in that place where you just don't want to do it or whatever, like visualize where you want to be with the result of like, you know, if you do put all this work, where do I expect to see myself? And everybody has dreams. Everybody has goals, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I'm sure a, a lot of people, if not everybody, like envision, you know, themselves getting better at X, Y, and Z, you know, throughout their lives and just think about where you'll be if you put in all this work and it'll be a lot easier for you to get up that day being yeah. like, okay, I know at one point, like if I just keep putting all this work, I keep pressing play, so to speak, mm-hmm. that if I keep visualizing where I want to be, Eventually I'm going to be there. And you just Mm -hmm. have to believe it. Even if you have doubts about yourself, like, which I think everybody doubts themselves somewhat, Mm -hmm. even if you're a confident guy and you really believe in what you're doing and you trust the people that are telling you what you're doing, you're still going to have some doubts. Like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Mm -hmm. Well, what if it does? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, you owe it to yourself, like to put your best foot forward and like give yourself like every opportunity to be successful. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, there's. It's just grinding it out. It's just all part of I it. I think
0: the mini goals you know? is so is so um important because yeah. that goes back to what we were saying before, which is like, don't you're not it's not going to happen overnight. But then if you keep saying no, I'm not gonna wake up, no, 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 no. Then pretty soon it's been a month of no. when if you had just done the littlest thing each of those days by the end of the month, it's already so much farther ahead. I think and that's it, what people forget. They're like seeing it as so far out and like, oh, but I'm not going to achieve this. It's so far out. When it's like the little progress every single day.
1: Well, here's the thing too, like what makes it easier? Like, and this is, I forget who told me this specifically, but write down goals. Like you have your long-term goals and you have your mini goals, right? So for your mini goals, make them easy to attain. And then once you get them, like make your next goal of something that's easy to attain, mm-hmm. right? Cause you know, when you hit that roadblock, it's like, oh, well, this is so close. So let me just have that extra umph. Yeah. To get over the hump. Yeah. Where, like, maybe when you're writing it down, you feel stupid. You're like, oh, this is so easy, but I'm not there yet. But then you realize that maybe it's easier some weeks, and mm-hmm. then maybe it's harder. But it's all attainable, right? Yeah. And, like, I, I really believe, too, and this is the same thing with yoga. I used to not do a lot, whole lot of stretching, a lot of training, but I was like, oh, I don't really want to stretch or whatever. But I'd go with Connor. Mm-hmm. Livingston did, like, yoga, like, every once in a blue moon, and I was doing a little stuff myself. But uh, I met somebody who... Uh, he recommended this thing called Ramwad to me. So it's like assisted yoga for like 15 to 25 minutes a day, mm-hmm. every single day. And just being consistent and doing it every day, I mm-hmm. yielded a lot more results than like doing it for two hours one day and right? a week And off. that's what
0: we were talking about before And as well. And your
1: body and your mind are gonna adapt, yeah. right? So like-
0: Exactly, you, It's yeah. no, it's no longer gonna become a thing that you don't even wanna do. It's like, you're literally gonna get so used to it that you're gonna be like, oh yeah, that. Also, I talked about in the last episode, A thing called habit batching which means like at first if you don't want to do something but you know you should or you you want to but you don't that whole battle pair that thing with something that you love so if you need to read a book if you want to read more because you want to learn more and you want to sharpen your mind but you just can't get yourself to pick up the book but you love drinking coffee in the morning put the book by the coffee machine and every time you make coffee grab the book and open it even if you only read five pages that pretty soon what happens is You'll start opening the book without the coffee because you're associating it. It's literal like cognitive behavioral therapy 101, which is like you're actually training your mind that like, oh, you enjoy this because you enjoy coffee and you're then reading the book. So therefore, you enjoy the two. I think that's so – that's also like you associate so many things with emotions and with people like – i might my favorite band like i could go to a concert and then you know maybe i go to a concert with a boyfriend and then we break up and then you hear those songs and it makes you feel bad instead of good you know it's like you can reassociate things and so you can do that in a positive way where you know you can have a bad association association with something and then you can turn it into a good something positive
1: and you can have the snowball effect too like where you just need to get some snow make a little ball and then (laughs) Like once that ball starts rolling, becomes a bigger ball, right? Mm -hmm. You told me about base camp, right? Yeah. My gym. Like, yeah. So you're, you know, there's not everybody, not everybody's wired like how you are, you know, everybody's different, but I know the majority of people, like once they get that first sniff of results, like you just want to oh, keep going it for it. That's you know? what it was. And, and just try to get yourself, like even if you can't see that light at the end of the re- end of the tunnel for your first result, like just trust it's going to be that's there. That's the thing I think you know? is that
0: some, like we want instant results mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not instant, but it will come faster by just being consistent and showing up every day, even if it's the little, th- we try to do so much at once because we want results faster and it's actually screwing us over.
1: <laughs> the, you know, there's no immediate gratification that you can give yourself that feels the same as something that you worked hard for a while Yeah, for, right? Honestly,
0: that's so true. Like I'm yeah. proud that I've done a hundred classes at Basecamp in six months. Yeah. Like that felt like, well actually now 140. That's crazy to me. in my mind, I'm like, Whoa, I went from hating working out to I've done 140 classes in six months. And I'm like, Holy crap. Like I'm proud of that accomplishment. And there were some days when I didn't try very hard. And there were other days where I tried really hard. But just showing up, even when I didn't try hard, I'd be like, I showed up today. Absolutely. I sweat a little bit, even if I didn't lift as heavy as normal, like whatever. Okay, this is also so interesting. And again, with you're just so great with the discipline stuff. I think it comes so naturally to you. And I'm so jealous because I think I have this internal battle that's just hard sometimes. You You know what you want and you know what you should do and what your goals are. But it's hard, for example, for me, it's hard to put my phone down. I think my next question would be like, do you ever think that it's important for someone also to, or actually no, how how do you recommend someone, you were saying earlier that you really have to know why, your why. You need yeah. to know your why of every single thing you're doing. Yeah. And granted, I think we can both agree that it's like, you're not always gonna have your whole ma- life mapped out. You're not always, your, your desires and your goals are going to change and that's okay. You do not need to know everything right now. Mm-hmm. But how do you think someone, like how do you recommend someone steps back and analyzes their why? Like For example, if they find themselves not being disciplined with something like wanting to wake up earlier and not doing it, do you recommend that they like take a step back and really think about, okay, but why do you want to wake up earlier? Like, how do you recommend someone reflects on that?
1: You know, make your long term goals like you have to really be real with yourself and say, why am I not where I want to be? Is this a problem? Mm -hmm. Okay, if the answer is yes, then I'm going to help damage control that problem and scale it back Mm -hmm. and then replace it with good stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And then just make those goals and just owe it to yourself to be diligent. And, you know, especially when you get older, it's like, you know, you're on your own. Like, you you have to be responsible for yourself and there has to be an internal fire. Like for that's going to be different for everyone. Right. But you need to find something sometimes that just fires you up totally. to just get motivated mm-hmm. and just take that first step if you're not already have your first step, but just trust, even once you've taken your first step, to just trust that the results are gonna be there if you put in the work. Yeah. Right? I mean, not every not every subject's gonna work out for everybody, but like you just gotta find your niche, mm-hmm. you know? Niche. Whatever. Niche,
0: niche. Yeah. And speaking of all this consistency, have you in your journey? ever experienced burnout because i know that i have i always do i think a lot of people experience burnout and there comes a point when even through that burnout you got to be consistent have you experienced that
1: um part of me feels like you would just be like no
0: i just love it no no
1: (laughs) i i I think i I think burnout's relative Mm -hmm. right so like with baseball you know you have this childhood dream that you know you're gonna get drafted first overall at 18 years old and then you know, you're going to be a big leader by the time you're 21 or, you know, whatever. And when that doesn't happen, like the childhood dream gets crashed and it, it, it hurts, it hurts emotionally. It hurts your ego. It hurts whatever. But if you can scale it back, take a little break and say like, okay, this is like my manhood dream, like my adult dream of like, mm-hmm. how am I going to achieve it now? Right. Like versus, you know, everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. Cause it's not right. Right. But have I experienced burnout with baseball? Like, yeah for sure you know
0: what did it that look like for you
1: uh after the whole angels thing happened I didn't pick up a bat for like four months after like hitting every day um after I got released this last year I took I see i took I took three months off where I i I knew that once I picked it up it'll take a few days but I can still be right back where I was so but it's
0: important to take breaks
1: I think it's really important to have whatever you're passionate about have some hobbies on the side that help you distract your mm-hmm. mind because it's gonna add that it's it's kind of a counterintuitive, right? Because I just said, oh, you need to be focused. You need to be diligent. But you can be focused and diligent and still have your hobbies that like, I have a mix of other stuff that's going on. Mm -hmm. So you don't go totally insane with like, I've never been a fan of, I need to put all my eggs in one basket. And if this doesn't work out, my life's over because it's going to put too much pressure on you. And performance a lot about mentality too, Mm -hmm. right? Like if, if your mentality is... My life's going to be horrible if this doesn't work out. You're going to get so anxious, and your life like, is going to be horrible, and it exactly. won't exactly. And it's just too much pressure. <laughs> Way dude. too like much pressure. You, you need to be in a good mind state. Yeah,
0: you need to be like you know, you, you need to have know something what? to draw to. This, yeah, like, you your outlet. Well, and I always say that too. You just have to believe that you can do it, and like, yeah. and you also have to believe though that if it doesn't happen, it's okay. Like you have 100%. to know that because that's yeah. not saying like believing that it'll be okay if it doesn't happen doesn't mean that you're letting yourself like give up on your dream or not work hard or whatever it's just the whole thought process of just let it let go of the outcome like fight for the outcome but just let it happen and like just work for it when you resist it and when you put that pressure on yourself that's when it doesn't happen and then that's when your life will suck because you believe that it will suck if it doesn't happen versus it could not happen and then two years later it could happen or what like you never know i think that's something too with you like You've obviously hit these roadblocks and instead of you being like, all right, this is never going to happen and I'm older now and I'm giving up, you're like, okay, no, I'm still going to like do this and it'll either happen or it won't at a certain time or maybe way later than I think or whatever, but like, okay, whatever happens, happens, right? Like, I feel like that's your kind of your mentality in a good way though. Not like where you like don't care about the outcome because of course you care about the outcome, but you wouldn't have even made it this far if way back when you were 18, you were like, oh my God, I don't know if this doesn't work. If I don't go to the school I want, it's gonna be terrible and blah, blah, blah. Like you it wouldn't, you would not be here if oh, that was your attitude.
1: No, and you know, it's, it, it's, it's funny that you say that too because you know, success comes in all different shapes and sizes and it comes later in life for mm-hmm. people. And you know, just because you look at somebody who is somewhere that you want to be, at your age, like doesn't mean that like something won't happen to them. And then you're going to vault yourself right. higher. Of right. And you just have to trust like what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and like I said, just like have that outlet where the majority of the people that I know that are at the top two, they usually have a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like this guy, Mookie bets for the Red Sox. He's like the number, one of the number one players in the whole world right now. Right. And he's like a really good bowler <laughs> That's you, so know? you know and you they, know and they just have hobbies where like you know obviously he's poured his heart and soul in his craft but he also has like something to make him happy yeah. on the side right yeah if baseball didn't work out i don't think like professional bowling pays the same as baseball <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure he would chase after it well you know? and also
0: i think there's something important to be said about this i think it's so important to do something you're passionate about and do something you love like as a career i personally believe that but what we always have to take into consideration is that with any career, with anything that you do every single day, with anything that all of a sudden money and business deals are riding on that passion, it's going to change the way that you view that passion. Not necessarily in a bad way, but that's also, I agree with you, it's so important to have other passions that you also do that aren't business-related, that aren't money-related, that aren't stressful because... It doesn't mean that you're going to be miserable doing the thing you're passionate about because it's like your business all of a sudden. No, but it changes it. It changes it. There's now a little bit more pressure or a little bit more stress and you're associating it with work. You're not associating it as much necessarily as your fun hobbies. So it's important to keep those fun hobbies also. People ask me all the time, like, what are your hobbies? And I literally have to think for a second because what I do for my job was what my hobbies were before it was my job. Like, oh, I like making videos, I like sharing things, I like writing, I like all this stuff, now it's my job. So now people ask, what are your hobbies? And I'm thinking, what are they? Hanging out with friends and going to bars? And like, honestly, yeah, like I love that and it's fun. But then I also realized like, randomly producing EDM music, so random, but I think for a while I wasn't like doing that because as a creative person, I'm always thinking like, oh, but like, why what's the point is it a waste of time like how can i like monetize this how can i put this out and then i was like no just do it because you like it and it's fun don't do it for other people just start making stuff because it's therapeutic to you and whatever no one needs to see it or hear it like go do that hobby so a way
1: for me to almost rephrase the other like okay have another hobby whatever Mm -hmm. is that whatever you're really passionate about for example like baseball you have a game once the game's over you're out of the locker room shut your mind off, mm-hmm. you know, because if you, I mean, if you're thinking about the same thing over oh, and over another. and over again, you replay like the game in your yeah. head, you replay your work day in your head where your boss got mad at you or whatever. It's not going to be good. for no. you, Right. You so you do- need to be diligent. You know, there's med, I'm a big fan of meditation, guided meditation. Um, but you can really do things to trick your mind into just relaxing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus like, if you're just, thinking about what happened four hours ago in your head over and over and over again until like the next game comes yeah. or the next workday comes or whatever. And like, that probably really helps hard. with burnout as well. For sure. I think the two
0: things that help me the most with burnout is like, number one, what you kind of said earlier, which is like when you have a whole long list of things all day that you have to do, like just not thinking about that and just taking the first step and only focusing on the thing you're doing in that moment, because then you're not already getting stressed and anxious about how much of it you have to do and how burnt out you're going to get. And like, Oh, but I have so many weeks of this, like just stay in the very moment. And then I think the other thing is like allowing myself those breaks, like take the break. I actually used to work insanely hard on weekends and I would post videos on weekends. And then more recently, I decided I am not doing anything YouTube related on weekends. I can't. Like there are, of course, there are those couple times when I'm like, all right, I need to finish this thing. Right. But I, but like it has made a huge difference because then Monday comes around and I'm ready to freaking go. Like I yeah. feel like I had a break. I didn't think about it because even just like posting stories or checking whatever, like I try just not to on so much on the weekends. Okay burnout the last thing I want to hit with you because I think we've definitely talked about this before is kind of how people in our lives help or don't help with all of this so you know I always hear this thing like you are the product of kind of the average of the five people you surround yourself most with and I've actually been thinking about that a lot lately and really analyzing who I'm surrounding myself with and how it could both be beneficial and detrimental to my career my success my happiness what have you experienced in that regard in terms of your baseball career and like you know what? I know that you've maybe had some instances where there have been people that are no longer serving you, mm-hmm. and what's your advice for you know ending those chapters and or like identifying that you might need to end that chapter and how to actually do it?
1: Well, like wow. if you have
0: any specific examples? Yeah, I
1: mean, you know, obviously I won't name drop or anything, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, the people, especially who are very negative all the time especially with like the can't catch a break Mm -hmm. you know i get those people away from me Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying also
0: like victim mentality all the time
1: exactly you know blaming external
0: factors for everything instead of like taking responsibility on yourself sometimes
1: and i think words are pretty powerful like like with how you react to them and if you're constantly in a state where somebody is here's the thing it's 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 a big difference when somebody says like oh my boss yelled at me today it sucked whatever mm-hmm. versus being like oh like i hate my job like this sucks all i do you is know, get emotional. At. Emo- it, when you make it like really like, emotional like oh you know yeah. yeah exactly like versus like talking about an instance mm-hmm.
0: um not letting those instances define something about you even if you're the most
1: positive you know gung-ho person you know, if you're around people that are always bringing you down, you're going to naturally be brought down. 100%. Your, your thoughts are going to go more n- negatively, yeah. you know, and you have to, unfortunately, like there's no secret, you know, thing that I have to say as far as going through that. Cause I have, I have had to cut a lot of people mm-hmm. off in my life who are this type of mentality. And right? how
0: did you like actually go about that?
1: Well, I, I didn't know if I really went about it a certain way. Like, the people who I do care about who I knew were very negative, I would tell them straight to their face. I'd try to be very transparent yeah. with, like, everybody that I'm around where, you know, if you are being negative, I'm like, hey, man, you know, pick yourself up. But, you know, I'm here for you, but you're bringing me down with all mm-hmm. this negativity. Even there's a guy who I talk to regularly who, like, he always has something negative to say or he's always venting And to it's me. just not and, and, and I'm just like, dude, like... I'm here for you. But when you call me and I don't pick up, it's because that, I mean, it's kind of harsh, t- but no, it's but like, it's true. but true. You know, I, I, I do say that like to yeah. their face, you well, know, you're looking out for yourself
0: though. Yeah. I think that's also so important for us, especially as nice people who are caring about, like if you're someone who's sitting there and you're like, Oh, but like, I care so much about my friends when they're struggling. That's amazing. And you can care and you can be there for them. Yeah. But sometimes you have to be there for yourself. And if you're in a space where you're like, you know what? I'm feeling great today. Like, I can't take on someone's burden today. That is okay. That is completely it is okay. okay. It's okay to not be selfish. selfish. Yeah. yeah,
1: but that's, I wouldn't even call that selfish, to be honest. Well, yeah,
0: because self the word selfish has like a negative connotation, yeah. but in the literal definition of like, you're caring more about yourself in that moment, okay. that's good. Like, yeah. that's a good thing. And actually I feel like I've, well, two things. The, the reason why you're completely right, that like when you're around that, it's so bad, even if you're a very positive person, because also remember guys, like, you are always manifesting things even when you're not knowing it so like if you're constantly around negative people who are saying negative things you're listening to them and you're thinking about what they're saying so without even trying you're all of a sudden thinking these negative thoughts even if you don't believe them they're going into your brain and you are processing them and like that is how more of that negativity can come into your life and their life and no one wants that it's not that everything needs to be like smiles and rainbows all the time because no But I think we're both in agreement that like there are some people though and, you know, maybe they're struggling or whatever it is who to a level that is not okay are always bringing negativity around. I've actually had conversations with some of my close friends recently where I was also very transparent where I just said, hey, I want you to know like I'm always here. And you guys, maybe this is something you can do as well if you're struggling with this. If you have someone who you think might be toxic for you but you do care about them, you want them in their life or in your life for now, a conversation you can have is you can just say like, hey, I want you to know I'm always here for you and you can always reach out to me. Yeah. I will tell you if I can't talk about it that second or that day. Like I told that to one of my good friends yesterday. I said, cause she said, I just, I always feel like a burden. Like you're the only person I feel like I can really talk to about this that really understands. And like, but I feel like a burden. I always hesitate to reach out. I'm like, so sorry. I don't want to bring you down. And I said, listen, thank you for like acknowledging that. And I want you to know, like, never, ever hesitate to reach out. I'm always here. But I will tell you, there will be days when I just can't take on your problem on top of my problem or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I said, it's not personal. It's not about you. It's not that I don't care. But there are going to be times when I cannot take that in and take that on. And I will tell you that. I said, please ask always. I will say no, I can't right now. And they're okay with that because it's all about the honesty. It's saying like, hey. I'm prioritizing myself in this moment and I'm having a great day and I need to keep this momentum up. Or you can say, you know, I've been having a really hard day today. I need to not get any like deeper into that negative mindset. And so can we talk about this maybe another day?
1: I think it's, yeah, I think that's a really good mindset as far as people that like, if you repeatedly tell them and like how to, you said before, just to touch on this before I get into that, but um, on how to like, cut people from your lives Mm -hmm. who are very negative yeah um yeah don't don't burn bridges okay that's the number one thing like don't burn bridges don't have huge blow-ups like be cordial when you're around people you know but distance yourself respectfully yeah right just just keep some distance right and if they continuously call you or whatever, which that's in a rare case where like if you're distancing yourself, usually you guys are both not talking to each other very much mm-hmm. as is. But if they're repeatedly hitting you up and you're like, you know, I don't want to talk to them or whatever, then have a conversation with them and be honest. And tell Just them like you why. Say. Yeah, exactly. Just be transparent. And what's
0: your advice for like if what if sometimes these people end up being your closest, closest friends who aren't making changes who are bringing you down. And like, it's tough because you so don't want to cut them out. Like you want them to be in your lives or in your life. But sometimes, how do you kind of make that call? Like, you know what, this really isn't serving me. Like I feel terrible about it because I love them. Yeah. But how do you make that call? And then, you know, is that a bigger deal or not? Like in terms of how to handle it. Okay,
1: so the way that I identify, like if this is a problem Mm -hmm. is if, I feel like I have to watch my back, like they're going to stab me in the back mm-hmm. or whatever. Or if I sense that like they're not out for my best interest at all. Because I to, to me, intention is everything, right. right? If you have very good intentions, like even if you make mistakes or you say things that you shouldn't, but like you have my back and like I know you'd have my back, like there's a lot of things that I can tolerate. And I think for a lot of people, you know, they can tolerate the mm-hmm. same thing. But when you have doubts of like, you know, do they not like me because of X, Y, and Z? Are they insecure themselves? Do they, are they jealous of some aspect that Mm -hmm. I have that they wish that they have? And Mm -hmm. when it becomes negative like that, like you just got to cut it off. I mean, I don't know exactly even what to say. Yeah, I guess
0: in that instance, what you would have to do is if you find yourself being like, oh, but I love them, I don't want to cut them off, but they're doing X, Y, Z. You really have to sit back and think about it though. Like, is that the type of, like, do you love them though? Because is that the type of friend that you want in your life? Is that the person who's going to support you through thick and thin? probably not? And that's something that I think, you know, it's kind of like a breakup. It's like, you will be sad. Like, it's not what you wanted to happen. It sucks when people end up turning out to be kind of crappy because you don't want that to happen. You didn't want that to happen. And you're going to be emotional about it. It's going to be sad. But ultimately, it's going to be better for you.
1: Yeah, I'm just like... Same thing with mindsets. just having that long-term, like, knowing, like, everything will be okay. Totally. Yes. That's
0: the most important thing is at the end of the day, just knowing that it'll all be okay.
1: And it seriously will. Like, I know that's so cliche, but it's like, you know, there's been so many days where, like, something's happened and I never thought I'd be okay again. And then you just wake up one day and you're like, oh, it hurts less than less. And then you wake up and you're like, oh,
0: that's actually, we were talking about this in the car about, like, breakups and how... It's one of those, th- like once you've experienced one or two or three or four, you experience another one and you think, oh my gosh, this is the worst feeling ever. But you have to literally remind yourself, okay, I've literally done this five times and I remember being so sad and then I remember not caring anymore. And it's funny to look back and be like, wow, I can't believe how much I was sad and how much I cared about that one thing. It'll pass and it'll be okay. Yeah. And you always have to remember that in the moments that feel terrible. It's just like, this will pass. It will pass. It always will pass. You just have to remember that. It's true. It's not even like... Like, it's just a belief. You have to believe it because it will.
1: And distracting your mind, doing whatever you like to do, like when you're in the midst of those moments, helps a lot. You know, if you find yourself, you know, being sad about whatever job, relationship, whatever, Mm -hmm. just go do something to distract yourself. Right. And just keep Mm -hmm. just trying to distract yourself. And time really does heal all wounds. I agree. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, with that, I guess we should wrap up the episode. I wish we could talk for hours. We will definitely have you back because I think we could, we only scratch the surface. I always feel that way. Like there's so much we could get into, but overall, I mean, I'm just so happy you came on because I feel like, again, like I'm just so impressed with your, I want to say natural ability to really just be consistent, to work hard, to be disciplined. Like that all is something that I always strive to have. And I think it's trickier for some people than others, but um, it's just so cool to hear like kind of the inner workings of your mind in that regard and how- you you just have a really good head on your shoulders. And I hope that everyone listening could ha- have some takeaways from this episode. I think a lot of the things we talked about, too, I have spoken on deeper um, in other episodes, like the goal setting. I have a whole goal setting episode where I think you would like that one, actually. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all of this, you guys remember, is related. This is all relevant to you, whether you're a student, whether you are a mom, whether you have a full-time job or you don't all of these, you know, little mindset snippets and little training for how to have better discipline and how to create new habits. This is all rel- relevant to all of you guys. And you can take these and apply them to your life. You might not be a baseball player, but I think everything you said regarding discipline can go for anything you're doing.
1: And as far as motivation goes, like it's going to be different for everybody in mm-hmm. whatever, you know, field that you're in, but you have to really identify like what motivates you. Yeah. And once you find that motivation, I think it's a lot easier to take your first step your second step your 50th step and to
0: realize that you're going to have some days where you're just not motivated and that's okay and even if your motivation
1: changes yeah like even when your motivation changes like and let's say something motivated you three months ago and now it doesn't anymore because you know whatever like I don't I don't advocate for like toxic motivation you're like i don't like this guy and he said i couldn't do this so now i'm gonna do this don't advocate for that yeah but i'm (laughs) saying that like yeah exactly like i I don't like that All i don't think that's healthy but um you have to find you know even if something doesn't motivate you anymore like remember that feeling of why you were motivated back then and then just try to always get back to that feeling your why and Mm -hmm. and and why do you want to do this and how this yeah, motivation write it down is you need gonna to. get me going throughout the day. Make yourself you know? a
0: voice memo, make yourself a little video and literally play it whenever you like can't remember why you're doing something.
1: As far as the goal setting too, like I put sticky, this is gonna sound weird, but I put sticky notes and I put so, them on my backpack it's not weird. and then I'll take it off my backpack. And then I'll ditch the sticky note, and I'll write those same goals down. So I'm like always looking at these goals. Oh, because you yeah. can't have it just like on well, your. Well, I yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot easier for you to look at something or hear something mm-hmm. voice memo, whether you're a visual or audio learner, yeah. so to speak. Um, to just have something that constantly reminds you of w- where you want to go and why you want to go That's, there. So I, I that did it. Really so.
0: Yeah, just to do another little plug my episode on vision boards, why vision boards actually work. I talk a lot about the science of it in your brain, but I also talk about like what it's actually. It's doing also what you're saying, getting clarity on those goals and then actually visualizing and seeing that in front of you and reminding yourself that that's your goal. Yes. It's really cool.
1: And then, oh, one more thing, too. Like, yeah. I, I do not get paid for saying this, but if you are somebody who does like guided meditation, there's an app called Primed Mind and it was made by a poker player. He's the number one poker player in the entire world right now. He made an app. Wow, I should uh, try it. And, and there's like 25 different subjects, whether it's like work anxiety or like, you know, just guided relaxation, just like there's, there's something for everybody to improve on. I've been using it for two years. And even if you don't think at the time that like something is improving, it usually is Mm -hmm. right. Like the, my whole thing is like, if you are working towards something and you do, you're doing it for a while, like you're probably getting better. Like even Mm -hmm. with the, the Ramwad stuff, like I've been doing yoga for two years. I haven't felt like i've made a huge change because it's been so consistent but like i think about where i was at two years ago it's like okay mm-hmm. made some progress so how like, often
0: do you meditate every day really morning every day or night? night Night.
1: always at night so before bed it's the last thing i do before i go to bed okay interesting yeah, so and you've,
0: have you felt like it's changed things in i your feel life?
1: like i'm a i'm a lot i used to be like very fiery and like my fuse wasn't that long with certain people and yeah. things and like there was stuff that would like make me tick but I think the number one thing that I've learned is, is or not learned, but just that's helped me from this yeah. meditation is that like, I just, I'm very calm. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I you don't slow down. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm slowed down. Which is like, so important in this day and age. And, and, and I can, and I can find myself, like if I feel myself getting upset, like I'll remove myself from the conversation mm-hmm. and I'll always take a deep breath and like come back to it when I need to. There's a video actually that I saw on Twitter that was a, uh, it was a guy shaking two Coke bottles. And, and he un, uh, uncorked one or un, whatever. He, took, he the took, yeah, took the cap off. Thank you. I was, I was <laughs> looking for the word, but uh, half the soda blew on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. And the uh, idea was that, you know, if you get angry and you blow up, like you'll never be able to get that soda back mm-hmm. and like words hurt. And like, if you say things that like really hurt somebody, you can never take those back. And especially with these meditations, they're so big on just helping calm the mind you know and slow everything down sometimes life gets super fast mm-hmm. always and, and just to be able to slow everything down be in the moment and just have things that you know you're consistent with mm-hmm. that you believe in yeah
0: so i feel it well thank you david for coming on the show Of course, i'll have to have you back for sure Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to subscribe anywhere where podcasts are available and give a rating and review on iTunes. It would help so, so much. Keep giving me your feedback. You can find me on Instagram at the self-made CEO and also my personal Instagram at Adrian Finch. Where can people find you if they want? Uh,
1: Instagram, David J. Oppenheim. I will put it Uh, in the show notes. And then Twitter just look my name up and be the same oh yeah
0: just look me up i'll put his info in the show notes thank you guys so much for being here and i will catch you in the next episode all right bye